Morning, Mr. Boer. Good morning, Mr. Shackman. And with the new year, um, so a bit of backstory. Um, Jeremy has now revolted against the design procedure, design process, design in general. Um, he's now going on the idea that there are no problems. Um, he's dropped it completely, and well, that's the result. Um, well, is, is this an egg poacher? You know, it, it is. Um, it turns out when you don't have a problem to guide you, things go a, a little bit off topic. Um, and, and the toast? Yeah, just open it up. Is that poached bread? Yeah, you see, with this new, it's a problem-free philosophy, it's the Hakuna Matosta special. <laughs> <laughs> Toasting the design, Shaka Shakran, Michael Burr. <laughs> Jeez, you made my last joke and the last one look totally shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned this week, Mr. Burr? Right, Mr. Sheckman. So, uh, you, um, airliner shoot-downs. Interesting yes. thing, been, uh, was looking up some some random stuff. If you were to think of how many, let's say, airliner airplanes you can think of, uh, quite famous cases, which were either downed by, say, gunfire, um, missiles, and uh, fighters, what are the famous ones that, that, that you can think of? Uh, there was the one in, uh, shot down by Russia, that was not too long yes, ago. Yes, the, the Korean, the Korean yeah. Airlines 747. There yes. was that one, was it over Iran or Iraq? Yes, in fact, that was last year. That was a 737 in Iran that was shot just off the table. There was also one like what a long time back with it. Was it shot by F 14 or something like that? No? There was an Iranian A320 that was shot down yes. by the or A300 that was shot down by the US, a US ship that was in the yes. wrong waters. Okay, yes. That was in the 80s. Um, it would probably be surprising to you that in history there have been 40 airliners shot down. 40? 40, yeah. Most recently, so there was obviously the, 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 the big one which got everyone's attention was uh, uh, back in the last decade, quite early on, and that was uh, Malaysian Airlines over Ukraine yes. that was shot down. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I got in looking up this was the, you know, the, the guys are currently on trial for that and it's okay. been dragged, you know, classic trial. Yeah, no no yeah. one did it, no one pushed the button, no, was, no one gave orders, someone gave orders, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But in 2020, there were two. There was the 737 in Iran and there was an Embraer 120 in Somalia. The one in Somalia never made any news because, well, well it happened yeah. in Somalia mm -hmm. um, during a skirmish. The one in Iran was filmed by people with smartphones and then yeah. the footage escaped the country and then the whole world knew about it and, and that sort of thing. Talking about fourth-year design projects or mm. third-year design projects where students mm -hmm. have, to, have to propose, there, is, is the airline a shoot-down? 40 since let's call it the end of or, or the start of World War II because some of them were shot down during yes. World War II. Yeah. Um, is it is it a problem to solve? Okay, so the, the argument that is made, and I see it come up so often, well, the loss of one life is too many. Mm. In an ideal world, without worrying about funds, without worrying about any government doing their own mm. thing and so on and so forth, yes, that is a problem. Mm. But, A, is it an engineering problem? That's I, right. So, all of these were either shot down over hostile areas or because they were misidentified. Yeah. So, you've had things where a United Nations DC-7 was shot down over the Sahara Desert <laughs> because they thought it was a 
Air Force C-130 because yeah. it, from the ground, it's got a plank Hershey bar wing with four engines. Well, let's shoot at it. it it's a misidentification. Um, well, if you avoid hostile areas, which, well, with modern navigational stuff, there's no reason to no, yeah. go over them. Um, and also, if the risk of one life is too many, then why take 40 or 400 over a hostile area, you have to begs the question. It's a simple solution, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's not forget the airlines are not in the most economically friendly position right now after That's following right. COVID. Now you go to them and say, listen, I want to strap my device to yours, yes. to, your, to your aircraft. It's going to mean that in the one in, I mean, billion chance now that someone, at, you know, let, let's say you're just doing normal, say, Europe to uh, um, North America flights, mm. the one in, in a billion chance that you're going to get hit you're going to lose, I mean, millions in, in revenue overall because you've got an extra couple of kilograms, if not more. That's right. Um, the aircraft has to be redesigned. I mean, that, that affects drag. It affects all sorts of extra facets to it. Yeah, and, and also, let's say you are a British Airways A380. You get this device fitted. It's now going to cost you hell's own amount over 30-year lifespan. Plus, you've got to pay for it, upgrade maintenance, knock-on effects. Can you fly if it's dysfunctional yeah. maybe not and then on your london to los angeles route well i doubt the polar bears are going to try and shoot you out of the sky right i mean and you know the, the the odd chance that there happens to be you know the 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 theories in mh370 mm. where you know there, there was someone of importance on board and was shot down or, or brought down or whatever for that you don't we're not catering for you know you're not catering for that one situation airline you happen to have a spy on board that's someone yeah. wants to take out i mean it's and and, and with airplanes <laughs> you can't design it where your british airways a380 if it's doing a north america leg which is perfectly safe it doesn't have this device on board to no. save money <laughs> yeah. but now you're doing the london to johannesburg run you're running the gauntlet of africa now you've got to have this thing installed before takeoff wait wait joe you can't take off yet you don't have the safety box you can't do that <laughs> and, and a student would propose that with a, let's make it modular so that you don't have extra drag extra cost on some things but then you just put it on quickly I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry we've been delayed while we install our anti-missile system on, on, on our aircraft. Like, I'd like to get off now, thank you very That's much. That's right, and I mean, <laughs> my gut feel is they've got a bigger problem with people dropping out of landing gear bays yeah. over built-up cities. Which More is, people have died with that than, 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 than with this, you know? Which is also not a problem, I think, that needs to be solved. No. Uh, on a similar topic to what we covered in the previous episode of uh, this has been done, it's been done, it's been looked at. Yes. Um, so yeah. No. All right. So let, let's run on the let's run on a bit of a fishing expedition, and uh, <laughs> let's throw our lines up. There that goes. And how, let, let's let's start trawling. How are we going to trawl for some good, let's say, fourth year projects or, or interesting things? Which uh, where there's smoke, there's some. Well, fire. I mean, I mean the, the thing that comes up for me that I, I liked. I, I trawled... Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> no, it's not that. One. Oh, the other video. The other oh, video. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, when. You, you, you troll social media, or you troll, say, Reddit or, or something like that, and you, you see this idea that's not being put out. An interesting idea. And, and so the one I, I, I've seen, and I'm, I've got a whole list of them, um, is the remote control boy that, um, spelled B-O-U-Y, by the way. Um, yes. That when a person's drowning, it automatically goes. So you don't have to toss with, you know, superhuman accuracy to hit the person and, you know, rescue them. This thing can drive out to them. It looks like it's remote controlled. Um, yeah, it basically looks like the front half of a rubber duck. 
Exactly. And the person grabs it and it's all nice. And the, the, the lifeguards don't then have to go out and risk themselves and so on and so forth. There are obviously extra aspects to the fact that this relies purely on the person actually being conscious enough to actually be able to grab the device. Yes. Um, it also has been done a number of times. Yeah. The, the issue with looking for ideas and saying, ah, I want to do that, it's it basically, if you're seeing it, it's done. The problem has been solved. Uh, so, uh, you know, what I'd say is in, in seeing these ideas, what you can look at potentially is thinking about where else it could be used. That's right. So put a, a rapidly deployed system for water being done. I mean, that yeah. looks like a commercial product, in which case you, you yes, yeah. doesn't seem to be anything wrong with it. No, no, and no. no, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that with enough sensors and obviously there's a thing that tells it where to go. Yeah. Um, thermal cameras and stuff will see through fog, cloud, night, etc. So exactly. done, 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 done. Yes. Um, what about, you hear about it quite often, um, not only in this country, but all places where people go, um, let's say climbing, mm -hmm. is the getting getting stuck in, in bad weather. And then if there's bad weather, you can't get the mountain rescue crew to, to do rappel, you can't get the helicopter yeah. in, etc. There's a similar situation in that a person is not going to drown, but they are exposed. Yeah. So you've got something similar in that there's actually genuine threat to life. Mm -hmm. in, uh, in, and you're up against a clock. Yeah. So that thing can go 20 times faster than a lifeguard can swim. Yeah. Um, and a, a drowning person, seconds count. Um, and, and the thing is, we, we break it down. Fundamentally, what is it? It is a non-linked wireless system yes that is able to move quicker than persons are able to move yes so that that, that is the thing it's using that idea to solve a problem yes Let, let's not have the people go quicker let's just take the person out of the equation we're going to have our stretcher move down you know a stretcher that runs down the cliff itself and then throws yep. the person on itself and then climbs back up that is then something, a way to solve it. But it's not, I will design a new system for lifeboats. There we go. Yeah. What uh, is this next video that you've got that's slowly barbecuing the <laughs> earth? So, you want to get rid of weeds on your plot. You basically, it, it's a it's a flamethrower in, in nice, big, it's dramatic a, Yeah, it's a 15 meter wide boom that has got 40 jets. It's got a giant can of LPG or diesel or something on it and then it's got these flames which are a foot high and you drive through the felt burning strap behind your, your tractor now that's cool. okay so and that's what I think is something that catches a lot of people it's like that's cool I want to do that I want to I want to flamethrower now two ways it could go it could go the similar way to to the mm. uh, thing all right cool it's I, I want to design that it it's been done it could be I want to design a low-cost version for rural farming and things Yes. Okay. Again, we talked about in the previous episode, avoid the, the low cost thing. I think Billy the cow is going <laughs> to shit himself when he has to tow that. <laughs> but the other aspect to it is another direction that it can go when we're looking for problems is, wait, I didn't realize there was a problem. I didn't realize you had to get rid of weeds in that way. And right, well, maybe no one else does. That's the problem I'm going to solve. Yep. I'm going I'm to get rid of weeds. Now, let's establish farming other than maybe what some public, popular culture will say, is probably the oldest sort of uh, uh, job, really. And it's also the number one human requirement. Without farmers, you wouldn't have gotten very far. Pretty much almost anywhere. Um, <laughs> so it, 
there has certainly been a long round, and it's not like people in the last 20 years have stopped. You know what? I'm not going to worry about farming anymore. And mm. your new technology is then going to do something different. So it's like, I mean, it has been. And also, and also farmers are crafty. They have oh, yeah. evolved innovative solution, which is better than their mate. It saves money, etc. I can also see someone saying, uh, well, let's see if we can do this without using fossil fuels. Well, that's, sure. that's wonderful, but I'd also like to see a case of, I mean, that's quite a big tank. You could work out how much, let's say, propane you need per acre mm -hmm. of whatever. But then it's a case of, well, if you're going to go green, I'd like to see the overall energy balance because that is going to pump out hell's own amount of CO2. <laughs> well, your sunflowers during their lifetime, are, is that going to end up being carbon neutral or not? Mm -hmm. Because is it a problem to solve? Yeah. What happens if that amount of CO2 is... 0.5% of what the plants suck in during their lifetime, in which case, who gives a damn? It's a real cheap, easy way to do it. Then anything which is charges for three weeks in the sun and it uses radiation lamps because it's green. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, another one then, which I've pulled up now, is um, shoveling snow. Yes. And I mean, it's... and. I think that it, this one, the reason I use this as an example is in South Africa, we don't have that problem. And, you know, maybe certain parts of, you know, in the middle of South Africa, you know, with the mountains and things like that, a s snow could become a bit of an issue. But fundamentally, it, it's not a way of our lives. We, we don't have snow clouds that happen to be going down the street every now and then or salting the roads or, or any of that sort of thing. But in parts of America, parts of Europe, if not all of it, it is a significant thing and it's a significant and, and that's right you have to get rid of it there's nothing you can do about it because well and, unless things warm up at the end of winter the snow is just going to sit there and, and so the reason i'd say be careful with problems of this nature if you're not familiar with it mm. a large part of problems is not the design of the conveyor belt and the arms that move the snow it's how do people work in this environment? You know, how big can we make a device? Does it have to block the entire road? Does it should just go on the side of the road so traffic can keep going past? Yep. How does life keep going on with your design? And, and, and just because it is quite a cool video, it's, mm. it's basically a machine which is inspired by, if you've ever seen uh, crabs on a beach yes, with their yeah, claws, yeah. Yeah. it's the move one in, then, then another one, then another one, then another one. And basically these mechanical arms. So a snow plow has pushed the snow to the side of the road to form a little, yeah. a little mound. I mean, it's probably like, you know, one ton per linear meter. It's lots of snow. Yeah. And then this thing has got, obviously it's designed uh, with a fixed width and it scoops it up and it goes into a conveyor belt and that goes up into a truck and you just keep, it, it, it's one of those like continuous things, like a combine harvester. Exactly. So, you know, it's avoid topics that you're not at all familiar with. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can take it on, but then if you do, understand that there is going to be a large amount of work you're going to put forward. It's not going to go in any report. It, it it's, will be the hints of it in the report because you will have shown understanding, but you're not going to have the background to why does snow exist and how does human race deal with yep. the snow and stuff like that. It, it's going to start off very quickly this is the kind of snow buildup in certain countries we can expect what it does to traffic and so on the other aspects that you need to learn it's not going to go in there so yep. you're going to be having to do a lot of extra work to to gain that now if you happen to um whether you're, you're not doing fourth year projects or you happen to be from a country or you happen to have had experience with it then fine that, that going through a topic like this or choosing a topic like this is perfectly okay but choose stuff that you are familiar with 
Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing where, you know, you might live somewhere where at, at the end of October, November, when it's study time, mm -hmm. uh, your suburb might be have jacaranda plants or something like that. And it's a case of, well, there are car crashes that you get a little bit of rain, you get those fermented jacaranda flowers that forms a slick grease and outside your house, there's a there's there are five car crashes every single year and you sit and think well is that a problem to solve well could it be solved with a sign could it be solved with common sense could it be solved with a, a machine is it necessary things like that yeah we covered this uh a while ago and that was the giant uh, sahara desert solar farm yes. which is well not every single student i mean i've never actually i mean i've worked with solar panels in the lab mm -hmm. but not a big outdoor one to no. work out how often it needs to be cleaned how difficult it is what the installation's like any of that kind of nonsense to go down the route of here is the thing it exists and now th this is the problem which which no one's really thought of a really good one so you know i, I think a better so a better solution can be done which is cheaper greener the, the buzzwords yeah. um apply um there is the same risk associated with designing something which is for extreme cold weather which yeah. if you've never been and experienced it before you don't actually understand the full scale of the problem because it's easy to watch a video to say high-speed mountain biking or a yeah. snow plow in operation or someone swimming in in open water it's very easy to look at that and say well unless you've actually swum in open water there is a large risk associated with the assumptions that you're going to make at the start of that that that, that project yeah um what do we have here okay so the, the this the reason i pulled this one up of any is you have cyclists basically for you know shits and giggles um cycling on the edge of the, oh, the edge of a cliff, yes. So it's <laughs> oh. mountain biking on a mountain trail, but it's at the edge of a cliff, yes. You go it's, off, you, it's you're, out you're of done. my comfort zone, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see some of these acting as inspiration for... Extreme sports. Extreme sports. And, and that, I think, is fine. I, I think the use of that, you know, in that it's entertaining and so on and so forth. The other direction, however, of the what-ifs. Yes. What if they fall? What if you're stuck on the edge? How would you then rescue? And then running with that, in some of those ways, when you're looking at a situation, it's not presenting any solution. It's just presenting what could be a problem to you. Yeah. You've actually, before I'd say even proposing that problem, have a look through what it could become. Yeah. Um, what would, the, you know, and a lot of it is, I mean, the guy, if he falls off the edge, it's almost the equivalent to a hiker or something like that stuck on the edge of a cliff. Yes. For which, right, are, are there solutions to that? For the most part, yes, yes, there mm. are. Um, there's also the, well, Darwinianism is, is doing its best here. That's right. So, so let it be. Let it be, yeah. Um, so be very careful in terms of, right, I think that's a problem, and then, right, that is a problem, therefore, and I'm just going to run with it. You've got plenty of information to say it exists. There's, there's all sorts of very dangerous trails and and you know bridges over huge chasms and things like that yes you can substantiate that there is a situation for which people are put in danger yeah. well they're putting themselves in danger let's be honest um and the, the the thing is is that the solution likely really exists you're not seeing what happens if something goes wrong most people don't tend to post that sort of stuff online um, so you're not watching the he's fallen off um, that's right and I mean you know if you take someone riding a mountain bike willingly on the edge of a of, of a mountain versus anyone who's watched um, 
any any car show which has done something in South America with those crazy mountain roads and things there. Yeah. You see, you know, how many cars have fallen down and how many people have died with that kind of infrastructure. Yeah. You're dealing with something there which is a genuine problem. People have to use those roads to get from A to B because mm. if they don't, they don't get to work and all that sort of stuff. Versus somebody who willingly goes and, and, and does that. And then what do you do? Do you design well a better a better bike for the what if scenario um, or, or do you just recalibrate the, the human with you accept the risks t's and c's apply good luck to you and it's similar to the example we looked at with um i think it was the was it previous episode where oh no no what was this one we were talking about strapping things to aircraft and yes the yeah so let's say you design a system which is effectively a maybe a deployable training wheel that the moment you, you start to slip it, it corrects yes it's based it. on accelerometer stuff it's got gps data all sorts of things yes. it checks your arm movement see you haven't seen the buffalo it's the equivalent we when we did to the uh, motorbike accident prevention thing yes. way way back yes, it's, yeah. a, it's sort of it can tell that shit is happening before because you with your arms and your handlebar what are you going to do you're not going to be able to pull the ejector seat and say goose i'm out of here (laughs) now the 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 issue with that then is that you are in some ways taking the thriller out of i mean these guys aren't doing it because i have to yeah You, you are trying to make safe a thing that people almost want to be unsafe. Not to mention then, you're adding mass, you're adding cost, you're adding maintenance, you're adding all those facets to it. Yes. And a lot of things I see that when it comes to the solution, you've got to stop and ask people, would you do it? Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite uh, project topics to pick are the ones which are effectively a, a full word, a full function word heading, you know, high speed competitive thrill ride mm. or extreme sport type thing. This is not a new sport. You're using no. an existing kit. But if the fun was to actually go along, let's say, a, an icy mountain right on the crest, yeah. the problem with walking up again is you can start an avalanche on either side mm-hmm. and they're like little micro holes, etc. But to go along the top mountain ridge, think of walking up Lord of the Rings type stuff, to do that at high speed on... I mean, you, you can't use a snowmobile for it. No. <laughs> you can't use a quad bike for it because mass. Yeah. But also, with the shape of the mountain, you can't, let's say, do a micro hovercraft. You need, you, need a, you need a new thing if that was an extremely fun thing to go and do. In which case, if you can justify... And you'll always find humans that have got enough money to spend <laughs> on crazy ideas like that. If you could design a contraption, which it's going to need some form of pro- power yeah. propulsion system. It's not, you know, you're not going to have, you know... Husky and Bobby, your two dog sleds, one on each side, or, or, or sled dogs pulling it along. Um, you know, if, if it's the mountain ridge on the edge, a mach- you know, something which could take you along it at 300 k's an hour for the absolute thrill, or or down from the mountain ledge and you know yep. take you really close, um, then th- then you're dealing with sorts of stuff. Um, but you have to be careful with those. You can't say. I'm going to take a modified Batsuit and then jet engines like Jetman and yeah. a hoverboard and I'm going to just make a sport to go and do this because unless it's actually a problem to solve um, More importantly, then, yeah, I mean, what is your solution? It's off-the-shelf components. That are slapped together to are, look like an Iron Man suit or and something. And your design is a track, which first-year designer at best. Um, so, you know, even yeah. if you happen to have done, you know, then doing the, the dynamics of it, like, oh, let's see how would you act, how quickly yep. could you make a turn and stuff, it's research. That's research. 
That, that's right. And I mean, if we, if we just take a step back and we take, uh, you know, we've said it before, that's, you know, like a little bit of tris. Sometimes you yeah. subtract an idea, divide an idea, multiply or, or add. If you were to take the swimmer in distress, send a high speed thing to do it. We spoke about normal mountains. What about avalanche victims and things yeah. like that in the icy domains? It's a case of, uh, okay, yes. What, what about that sort of thing? Because you've got a problem in that you can only go so fast on a man machine and snowmobiles as cool as they are they're not that fast mm -hmm. um and you can't really ride a motorbike on snow deep snow you can't no it's, it's no 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 you, no, you, no. you, you, you just think right into it yeah so there you've got something where it's a case of and that is a genuine problem people do get caught up in avalanches even though they take all the precautions yeah. and they detonate and they, they check for it and they do the seismic uh, stuff stuff does happen the same as with swimming you can be a perfectly good swimmer oh, yeah. a rip current uh, a cramp something like that can happen and and you know if there isn't a rescue system for you then that one human life will be lost and you know the argument is well you, mm, a simple mechanical thing which doesn't put another human in risk to go and do that is is then fine um so, as, as a problem to solve so what i say is if you see something that looks to you looks cool looks interesting that, that that looks fun that looks like something that you are uh, excited about or uh, passionate about it, it's not a case of right find my problem cool let's go let's mm -hmm. post it and i can have the rest of the, the time off as a holiday it's right that's your, it's your initial starting point now do some reading up if you are actually passionate if you actually do find it cool then getting more information on it would theoretically only be cooler it would only, exactly uh, it would only be better so do that get that information and Worst case, there's nothing there. You've got some nice bit of information to draw off of. I mean... Yes. You've learned something which is useful somewhere else. Exactly. And it, it, it might come back in that design. It, it might not. There's nothing wrong with having that repertoire of information. In fact, you should. It's why we you vary should. up... You should. It's lifelong learning. Exactly. You've got to get used to doing it. It's the reason we vary up design projects. It's not always gearbox design. It's not yeah. always you know long-range aircraft design. It's always something different to give the students... a a large variation in things to draw from yeah different areas different circumstances different kinds of persons from persons that you know live in rural areas to the wealthy elon musks mm. to, to catering for all those gives you a larger perspective with your designs but you need to do that little bit extra reading yes and sometimes more than a little bit extra and sometimes you need to almost do a mini design for yourself and kind of see where would that actually go? Yeah, I mean, um, if, if, if you take any of the, of the things that we've basically spoken about, work out, how, work out how it works. What is the major thing that actually makes it work? What is the primary system that if that wasn't well designed, it's tickets, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't work? Because each one of the things that we've looked at, um, maybe not the mountain biking thing, because that's yeah. just a mountain bike. Yes, but the yeah. other things are all, let's call it a new machine that is, is different. It's not an, an, an obvious thing. Yeah. If you look at it on YouTube, you can be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. It's based on a mini boat or it's based on how a crab shovels food or, or how I shovel food actually um, <laughs> except for this toast but uh, yeah, yeah um, you know you, you use inspiration try and work out how things work um, mm -hmm. the, the simple thing about adding an extra package if you know as an aero at third year you can calculate the CD zero of an A380 down to 10 decimal points yeah add on a box that's as big as a shoe box on the outside and work out for, uh, you know, 100,000 flying hours at an average speed of 880 k's an hour, how much extra drag and how much extra fuel are you going to burn the life of the airplane? That's easy to do. It's a back-of-the-envelope yep. calculation. And then what does that mean? Is that worth it? 
And, and it should be the sort of rabbit hole of, okay, what is worth it? And what you'll find actually is some of these start off as a, I want to attach lasers to my aircraft yes. to, to take out um, uh, rockets and things to actually, you know, a modification to airliners, not anything to do with rockets, mm. but actually as a drag reduction thing, uh, 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 I don't think it would necessarily be a, a complex engineering problem, but a new type of flat method flap mechanism or something like that. That's extra low drag that can be deployed at high speed so the aircraft can basically go at top speed all the way to destination, stop yeah. dead end, just fall onto the runway. Yeah. Um, that, that's sort of let it spiral, let it go. Just because you're like, I really want to do this problem, you, you've got to actually let go of certain problems, unfortunately. Yep, um, that's true. Don't go and force it. But otherwise, if you've got any suggestions, ideas, queries, your own ideas, or whatever the case is, let us know at toastingdesign.gmail.com. Otherwise, thanks very much for listening. Catch you in the next one. Cheers.